Today in Flex in the City, we talk with Jacob Jaska, Scaling Fund CEO, a serial entrepreneur and real asset manager with on-scaling the financial industry through passion, belief, and purpose. All that happening right now in Flex and the City. Hello, everybody. This is Rachel Treese for Flex in the City, and I'm absolutely thrilled to be in Berlin today. And I'm with Jacob Jaska, who is the CEO and founder of Scaling Funds, which is a very exciting project. Jacob, pleasure to have you on Flex in the City. Thank you for joining me. Thanks, Rachel. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and, and your name, Jaska, I, I have to admit, I did ask you beforehand to help me pronounce that name. It's a, it's a Polish name, isn't it? So t- tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, uh, it is a Polish name. So I, I was born in Poland, uh, lived there for, for two years uh, when... At this point, my parents decided to, to move to Germany. And ever since, I'm, I'm living in Germany with some small interruptions, maybe in Chicago. So, but yeah, uh, this is where, uh, where I'm coming from. So I'd love to hear a bit about your, your story and how you came to be doing, doing what you're doing. And in particular, I'm interested about the Chicago story. So, so could you tell me and, and the listeners a little bit about how that happened? Yeah, absolutely. So um, uh, maybe I start with, uh, with where I'm now and then basically tell you a little bit of, mm. of how I came there. I'm, I'm Jacob. I'm 34 years old. I'm the CEO and founder of Scaling Funds, as you mentioned, Rachel. What we are doing is an, an, we are doing an investor management platform for private markets, unlisted mm-hmm. investment funds, so alternative investment funds, basically. The story is, uh, maybe I start with Chicago because this is, this is a, a great story great story to start with. So after my school, I, I did some social services in, in Chicago, uh, mm-hmm. working in a soup, a soup kitchen at the homeless shelter for about one right. year. And um, this is where, where really I started uh, to uh, have an, a passion for, for real estate. Uh, so there's a fair bit there, isn't there? There are quite a few skyscrapers in in Chicago. Yeah. That's for sure. Loved it, loved it. So in, in the summer months, when you're at the beach and and you look back and then see the skyscrapers, the Sears Tower, the John Hancock Tower, Lake Point Tower, it's it's, it's just beautiful. And mm. uh, and this is you know a, a very uh, it was a very intense time uh, for me uh, back then in Chicago. And but I always saw the discrepancies of. Of buildings on the one side we have the beautiful skyscrapers but on the other hand also the the way of building real estate in the states is way different than, than you do it uh, here here in europe okay so that was that was very interesting this is where where i started but is that where your passion for real estate was ignited in, in chicago i guess yeah that's that's right that's right it was very early you know i was i was 19 uh, mm-hmm. back then uh, but then I went into went back to Germany, started studying industrial engineering and management, uh, and at um, uh, at this point also the the financial crisis started my second year. Okay, uh, this, is, uh, this is where I really got into you know how finance actually works. So got into mortgage backed securities, how banks operate, credit default swaps. Uh, all these, you know, collateralized debt obligations. And the interesting part was about that, that uh, the, the fundamental asset behind the financial crisis was, was actually the real estate, which was, wasn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Which, which I, uh, you know, uh, developed a passion for. And um, yeah, and basically four years later, uh, I, I started my own uh, real estate asset mm-hmm. management firm. 
Wow. And so what what happened? How did you come to create scaling funds? What was it? What what was it that drove you to do that? Yeah. So uh, as I said, I started my my real estate asset management and basically invested in impact projects around Germany, which also was 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 great to have a little bit of a background on on the valuation of real estate, in which I got really uh, into into the detail during my studies. And then at one point uh, in time, I, I said, okay, you know, uh, it's, it's great that I'm doing all these real estate projects, and, but I need to grow a little bit further. And in a big company, it's very easy to, to grow. You just, you know, you, you start as an analyst, you, you, you work your way up until you have, you know, in 10, 15 years, maybe end up at the, at the board position. But uh, as, a, as a founder of an asset management company, uh, the only way to, to grow and to also grow personally, not only as a, as a company, is to, to grow your assets under management. Right. So this is where I decided to, to create my own real estate fund. And, um, and this, is, this was actually the breaking point uh, for me because by trying to set up this fund, I hit basically two roadblocks, which, right. which I wanted to, uh, to, to solve or, or get a solution for. And this, this was, on the one hand, uh, not having to use fax, letters, and phone on a daily basis because I found it just highly inefficient. And the second point was on, on, on transparency because as a fund manager, you don't always communicate with your investors directly. Uh, you are trusting your fund service providers that they onboard your clients in, in a very efficient way. And mostly as a fund manager, you, you are only having limited access to, mm. to this onboarding process. So this was something which, which I thought like, hey, this, there needs to be a solution which, which can actually help with that, help with uh, creating less of a of a paper trail and bring it digital and uh, and also create the transparency between LPs, GPs, and fund administrators, transfer agents, custodians, and all these players which are uh, um, playing a crucial part in, in the fund industry. And this is where I decided to uh, to really start. Uh, scaling funds. And at the beginning, uh, you won't believe it, but I thought that it's possible to do the funds and the, the software company at the same time. But, but uh, pretty quickly, I realized, okay, it's, it's uh-huh. possible. I need to start focusing on really something which, uh, which, which has the most impact. And uh, I decided, of course, for, for scaling funds and been, been doing this since 2017 and 2018 now. Wow, congratulations. So if you were to explain in, in really simple layman's terms what scaling funds is all about, how would you describe it to this whole ecosystem that we have listening to this podcast today? I would explain it uh, the following way. Everybody who wants to own a fund or an invest, an investor in a fund needs to be in a shareholder registry or a debt holder registry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so this is this is the fundamental part, and and this is what we are digitizing. With us, you have a single source of truth, and this single source of truth is mathematically provable. So it's not a siloed database somewhere at this fund service provider. It's something where everybody has access to, and it changes with the shareholder registry in real time. I know it's a rather complex problem, but, but you can imagine this also with, with a company, 
right? A GmbH in Germany or a limited company in, in the UK, and you have certain shareholders. And when you want to make a transaction and maybe sell your stake in the company to somebody else, there needs to be a lot of paperwork in between. So lawyers are engaged, notaries are um, are, uh, making something. And there's the transfer agent or the company house, Mm -hmm. uh, which needs to register the actual change in shares. Mm -hmm. And this is a very lengthy and complicated process with a lot of paper involved. But by replacing this process with one single database, which is the single source of truth, and letting the investor make the changes themselves, of course, with certain oversight functions from the transfer agent or the company house, it brings a massive efficiency to the whole system. So I hope, I hope this is, the, this yeah. is something which, uh, which made it a little bit clearer. Thank you. And I love the phrase single source of truth. That's very, very powerful. So talking about um, being powerful, um, obviously, as, as you know, Jakob, uh, uh, Flex in the City is all about leadership. So, so I'd love to know in your own career and in your own journey, are there, uh, is there a leader or some, some leaders that, that have inspired you to, to maybe do what you're doing today? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, we we are we are a tech company, and um, and I've I've had a lot of people in my personal network, uh, which which uh, were mentors for me. Uh, but uh, the the three biggest role models I had was was the big tech guys. Mm-hmm. So Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, and and Jeff Bezos. You know, they really inspired me to. Uh, to do what I'm doing today. And, um, and, and when you look at, at the different traits of these three leaders, uh, what is especially interesting to me is from Jeff, Jeff Bassos is the, the day one versus day two uh, um, theory. Uh, so the day one where, where companies innovate and, and try to change. And the day two is when, when they are stopping the innovation and, and basically getting into stagnation. And Jeff Bezos always said and that, that they've been since the beginning over 20 years in the day one phase. And this is something which I uh, always uphold also with, uh, within, within scaling funds, making sure that we are not in, in a comfortable situation where we think, oh, we don't need to change. No, it's always, uh, there's change is always needed because the market evolves. Also, just very briefly on, uh, on, on Steve Jobs, I like his... His, his visionary part. So he painted a lot of visions and how things will work in the future. And this is something which, which I also adopted in, um, in, in my part on, on, on being a leader in scaling funds and trying to, to really take the vision and, and broadcast it to, to the whole organization. Uh, and, and then lastly, of course, uh, Elon Musk, um, you know, every, everybody told yeah. him that he will never be able to, uh, to go to, to, to Mars and then set up a colony. Uh, and uh, probably 10 or 15 years ago, uh, people still laughed at him. But right now he's, he's launching log- rockets, uh, even for, for NASA. So he's definitely going to make it. Absolutely. It's about being brave and courageous when you're an entrepreneur and uh a leader in that space and and you and I have had um, a couple of conversations haven't we Jacob and and you know I love your authentic leadership style and I know that you you've managed to attract some really 
seasoned C-level people from from the financial services industry at large. Um, so, 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 what would you say you really stand for as a leader, and what does your organisation stand for in terms of its culture and how it operates? Yeah. So, our culture is as its fundaments in, in our values. Values is something which is very, very important for, for us. Uh, our values, for example, are sustainability, client obsession, uh-huh. ownership, leadership, so being a, a role model, and, and innovation, data-driven innovation. And this is something which, um, yeah, we, we always uphold uh, we are very transparent a company uh, within. Uh, so uh, we we uphold the values. We we admit mistakes to to one one another uh, when when there are mistakes made because uh, everybody must make mistakes. And when you share, we share, you share it. There there is also a learning curve within the whole organization, which which makes you better, uh, faster. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very uh, fortunate that um, that we and our way of of dealing with, uh, with with these values and and how we do things uh, attracted a lot of uh, leaders from uh, from from the industry. So um, this is this is great. Absolutely, and and, and what's it that really? Um, I think I, I think I can probably answer the question for you, but I'd like you to answer it for our um, um, our listeners. What is it that really motivates you, and what are your core values, and what is the purpose underpinning what gets you out of bed every morning? Mm-hmm. Can, you, can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, when I, when I started to to analyze, uh, you remember when when I started my own real estate fund and, and got into the hurdles of uh, having to deal with fax, email, and phones, uh, I I really thought about the whole ecosystem and and thought, wow, there there is something which fundamentally needs to change. Mm. And in my opinion, finance is the engine of our global economy. And right now, our financial services are mostly running on and to be provocative here uh, on Windows ninety five. And this is where, where we need to step in and, and innovate a little mm. bit to, to pair the economy, which it is right now, with, with the financial services to, to be on, on par. And, uh, and this is part in, in digitizing the, the whole process. And, and we, as, as scaling funds, as, as the name says, are, are focused on the alternative investment fund industry. Uh, and... Um, and currently, there are. It really takes a long time to to process these paper subscriptions, for example. And when you compare it with um, with uh, with with the real economy, we are able to to ship a, a container from Asia to Europe, and from Europe and unload it, load it. And ship it back to Asia, and sometimes it happens that you know our our subscriptions here and our paperwork is still in progress. And this is something which uh, is is something which is part of our vision is to 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 making these processes more standardized uh, and more transparent. And by doing this, we will give more power to uh, to to the financial um, uh, to, to the financial industry. 
Absolutely. I mean, I can hear your purpose and I can hear it right in your stomach, um, this fire that's burning to make those changes. But, you know, I love your purpose. Um, but as you, as, you, as you know, with any ecosystem or organizations, there's, there's always um, resistance. Um, what blockages do you think you might uh, come across as you go through this, this, this journey? Yeah. No, Rachel, we, we've started in, in 2017, 2018, and we've experienced a lot of uh, resistance uh, during the process. Uh, mm. We are playing in a regulated field. And from the very beginning, we knew what, what would come towards us when we want to change things. And uh, we, so since 2017, we've been talking to regulators, we've been talking to transfer agents, to GPs, to LPs, uh, educating them uh, on the one hand on, uh, on the technology, because this is something which is very important, uh, but also you know, hearing on, on, on their arguments on what they see potential changes need to be to our systems uh, to make it work. Uh, so for me, it is always a collaboration approach. Mm. And uh, you, will, you will never get through uh, in, in a single, you know, in single path and uh, just, just walk through everything with a breeze. There's always resistance. Uh, but when, when you really think that this is the way on where the financial industry will go to, and, and you know that digitization is not only a hoax, but actually needs to happen, uh, then this is something which, uh, which eases your path. Absolutely. And were there ever any times when you thought about giving up? Because this, this was quite tough to break through those resistances, if you like. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, giving up is always the, the easiest oh. uh, part. In, in my way, I always, you know, giving up on, on your beliefs is something which, which is something not easy. And, and when you really believe in, in, in the changes and, and that everything will, will go into the, in, in this way and, and be digitized, uh, having securities on, uh, on a, you know, decentralized ledger or having also I've, I've read this morning um, that's that the Boston Feds and and the MIT are actually proposing uh, some prototypes for in Q3 on bringing money even uh, on a on a shared ledger on um, uh, on, a, on a blockchain based system and this is something which which always you know encourages you to to go further. Because when, when you have, in the end, not only securities on a, on a single source of truth, but also money, which, is, uh, um, which, which will be given out by central banks around the world, and uh, being able to, to interchange these, uh, it's, uh, it's something very powerful. And this, this is the vision which you know, we, are, we are thinking about in the next five to ten years. And... Um, and yeah, a lot of people are working on, on this shared vision, and and it's more or less of a of a movement which uh, which I'm I'm very happy to be part of. Absolutely, absolutely. And so so if there was a 20 year old Jakob out there looking to start his or her own career in in, in the industry today, um, what advice might you you give them? So. 
<laughs> this is this is an interesting good question. question. Yeah. yeah, a good question. So basically, I think uh, you know the the advice is don't do it if you don't really believe in it, because you will experience resistance during the process. Uh, but but you uh, will overcome these only if you really believe in, in what you want to do. Uh, and uh, and this is and when you have the passion. And when you uh, when you want to to make it work, you can make it work. Uh, so so get in, uh, fasten your seatbelts, and and go. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's a great phrase. Thank you for that. Um, and so so I know because um, I'm an entrepreneur at work as, as well that it can be very um, consuming. Um, mm-hmm. But is there something that you do outside of outside of work, or are you a workaholic? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think uh, every entrepreneur is is, uh, is somehow in a workaholic. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, I, I love to work. Uh, I, I love to see progress in in what we are doing. You know, getting getting from the first client to to the second client to the tenth client, working with with more regulators, uh, getting from uh, you know a small transfer agency to a bigger one. And you know, widening your network. This is something very fulfilling for me. So, uh, work is definitely a, a big part of, of of what fulfills me. But obviously, you know, family uh, is something which uh, which I really uh, love to spend time with, and um, and and some sports. Sports is very important. I always tell to everybody I'm speaking to, and who's the same uh, work driven as I am. I always say. Don't forget to work, especially in, in these times where we uh, only sit in the home office <laughs> uh, most of the time. It's important to, to get out, to move, and to you know, free up your mind. Yeah, and you like sports, I understand. Yeah, absolutely. So, so tennis is, is one, of, uh, one of my favorite, uh, favorite sports, but I've been, I've been doing everything. So I, I snowboard, I ski. Uh, I played beach volleyball a lot during uh, during my uh, my university times, um, and uh, athletics uh, during during my school time. So, uh, yeah, every, I'm I'm always motivated to do some sports. <laughs> and who's your favorite tennis player of all time? Uh, of all time, this this is difficult, uh, but um, I will stick with uh, with with Nadal actually. And mm. I, I have to say, he's sometimes to to somebody who uh, who who isn't involved too much in in the sport in, in tennis. Uh, he might seem uh, aggressive on on the tennis court, uh, but when when you speak to him or when when he gives interview uh, interviews, you see that he's. In, in the ground up, he's a very humble person. And this is something which, which I really love. Absolutely. And I think that is, is, is you in a nutshell. So I can really hear your authenticity, your purpose, your passion, and your belief. So thank you for sharing your story, uh, Jakob, on Flex in the City. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here. And we look forward to following your journey as you change the financial services industry. So thank you very much. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Rachel, for having me. You just listened to Flex in the City. Catch us on our next episode.